Hey everyone, and welcome to another special installment of Questionable Booking. Tonight, wanted wanted to really dive into uh, All Out that we watched last night. Long pay-per-view. I know this is coming out a little bit later than I wanted to. Uh, I really, I mean, I ordered it on pay-per-view. I really just needed it. I needed to watch it again. Uh, I, I feel like there's a lot of stuff I might have missed or I thought I missed. But after probably the second hour, second and a half, I, I was, I was kind of tired. Um, but overall, I enjoyed the pay-per-view. I enjoyed how it ended more than anything. Uh, that was a nice surprise that I don't think anybody saw coming. Uh, but let's kind of get into it. I mean, well, we started out with pre-show. So Sammy Guevara, Sammy Guevara, and Tay Mello versus Ortiz and Ruby Soho. I, I don't see Sammy Guevara losing. Uh, I didn't. I didn't see them losing this match, but it was, it's been a great kind of feud. These two, these teams have been having. Uh, for a moment there, a couple of moments, I was like, Ugh. it was kind of hard to watch some of the bumps, especially the ones that Ruby Soho were taking was very scary. Um, came out that she broke her nose. I thought she broke her neck after that kick and she fell directly on her now. Like, oh, this ain't good. I don't know, but match was what it was. It was a good opening. I enjoyed it. Um, but prayers up to Ruby Soho. Hope she recovers soon and nothing else. Hope it was just a broken nose and all that came out. But where you guys at on uh, JAS, Jericho Appreciation Society? I was always a huge Chris Jericho fan from ECW, WCW. Of course, WWE. Uh, I, I think he's just a special person. I think we need to, and we got to cherish this man a little bit more because he's just done it all and still doing it at a very high level. We'll talk about that match that we have with Brian Danielson a little later, but dude is ageless. What doesn't Chris Jericho do? I don't know. I'm all in on the JAS. Huge Sammy Guevara fan. I feel like the sky's the limit for that guy. Um, I just hope he stays healthy because a lot of stuff he does it scares me. <laughs> but anyway, that match was what it was. Sammy Guevara and Tay Mello, they retain their AAA World Mixed Tag Team Championships. Um, didn't expect them to lose them. Good match. Then we had Hook versus Angelo Parker. Hmm. Was what it was. Uh, uh the whole Hook character. I mean, 
I, I'm not I'm not bought in yet. Like he <laughs> Love is dead. Love Taz. Like this dude is like soaking wet, like 150 pounds maybe. And he's just destroying everybody. I'm just like, uh. I mean, I know it's wrestling. Professional wrestling and scripted. But it's, I don't know. It's just not believable for me. But it is what it is. But he got the win over Angelo Parker. Quick match. Um, But this, then we had Pac versus Kip Sabian. Another weird one for me. Kip Sabian has been walking around with a box on his head for months. Reveals himself. Looks good. Hasn't missed a step. But loss? All that for a loss? Kind of confused on where he goes with this. Uh, great match, though. I mean, Pac... WWE dropped the ball on him. Like he was he was good. He was great. His character, he's been able to show his character while at AEW. Dude has range. They just they they dropped the ball with him. Like I think him and seeing a match between him and a and a, like a AJ Styles or Ricochet or Daniel Bryan, like yeah, they dropped the ball. Anyway, huge fan. Pac got the win, but I was just like, man, how the heck? So you got this guy walking around, and then he doesn't I, – I just – I'm interested to see what they do with Kip Sabian, if they do anything at all. Uh, but that was weird to me. This was – the next match, obviously, was the match of the pre-show. Should have been on the regular pay-per-view, in my opinion, but Eddie Kingston versus Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, it was everything I thought it was going to be. A lot of physicality. Nobody backing down. Strongest survive. Eddie Kingston got the W. Tried to show love. Uh, Ishii wasn't hearing it. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't want to acknowledge it at all. So I wonder where they go from here. Does the feud end now? Is there? Do we get another match? Final finish this off. Like I don't know, but that was interesting. Now we start the pay per view. The actual pay per view. We started with the casino ladder match. That match was what it was. The biggest part of that whole match, not taken away from anybody that was in that match, was the end. When the Joker came out in a mask, well, Stokely climbed the ladder, got the prize, then the Joker came out, masked, teased like he was going to take off his mask, didn't, walked out. And that's when the speculation on Twitter started. I think everybody thought it was MJF. I, every tweet that I was in, myself included, thought it was MJF. You can clearly see that 
You could clearly see the color of the skin of the person. Uh, and that's why I throw his MJF. Just my opinion. Made sense to me. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, we ain't seen him in a while. And we'll get it, but, I mean, there's no spoilers here. We've all seen it. It was MJF. Uh, but that was cool. And it, it kept you waiting. Definitely for the end of the night. Uh, just to see if something was going to happen. And yes, it did. Then we had the elite. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Versus Hangman and the Dark Order. Alex Reynolds and John Silver. It was a good match. It was uh, They told a good story. Um, you had <laughs> throughout the beginning of the match. Hangman showing compassion, empathy for Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. That was quickly thrown out, out the window. On the other side, Young Bucks, Kenny Omega was like, nah, let's fight. And then we got on board. That match was great. Kenny Omega looked great. Coming off surgery, looks amazing. Hasn't lost a beat. Uh, Kenny Omega is in my top five wrestlers, so I'm always going to go with Kenny Omega. I like Heyman Page, and I think the Young Bucks are still the best tag team in wrestling. Point blank. Love the elite. Love Hangman Page. It was a great match. It was everything you thought it was going to be. Uh, I would like to see Hangman and Kenny Omega back in that title picture but uh after the drama that happened after the pay-per-view i just want them to stay in AEW at this point but yeah we'll see that was uh and i'm pretty sure everybody else has seen it speculating over or not speculating but uh swimming around the internet of the press conference that happened and the things the CM Punk said and how he felt. Uh, and there's rumors that they got in a, there was a fight afterwards. And some of the elite was talking about leaving. So EVPs as CM Punk likes to refer to them as. So I don't know. Interesting to see what's going on with the company. Uh, that kind of stuff should just, I don't know. I mean, I understand that stuff happens, but we shouldn't know about it, right? Like, just keep that stuff inside and whatever, figure it out. Hopefully everything happens, everything works out. Then we had Jay Cargill. Versus Athena. This was a great match. This was a short match, but it was a great match. Athena came out hot. Like she was. She was giving it to Jade. This was. This is. This was the match I think Jade Cargill needed to solidify. Like, hey. This is my division. I think it is her division. Yeah, she's maybe only the AEW TBS champion, but nah. She's, she's the top of that division. I don't care. 
and she showed that she should be in that women's world championship picture. I hope she gets that opportunity. We had Warlow, FTR, my second favorite tag team, FTR, uh, versus Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns, Chris Saban and Alex Shelley. Jay Lethal is my guy. I love Jay Lethal. This dude can have a match with anybody. So I just had a match with Ric Flair. And then he just goes out here and kills it with this match. This match, I wonder why Jay is not getting like more of a push. He has the character. We know he has the charisma. And we know he can wrestle. Man, I just hope he gets an opportunity to really get more of a push. Maybe, I, I don't know, switch promotions maybe. If he's not getting an AEW, I hope that uh, Triple H and team can see something in Jay. Maybe he switches teams. Uh, but he should be getting more of an opportunity. That's my guy. Good match. Great match. As expected, Wardlow's a star. Man, he's just a star. It was a good match. As like I said, as you would expect from these people involved. I loved it. But then we had uh next match we had Powerhouse Hobbs. He beat Ricky Starks. Hmm. Whatever. Short match. In my opinion, I don't think Ricky Starks stays in AEW for much longer. I just don't think so, uh, but we'll see. And we had Keith Lee and Swerve versus The Acclaimed. Crowd was mad <laughs> that uh, Swerve and Keith Lee got the win. Crowd was definitely with The Acclaimed. Honestly, going into that match, I was like, oh, with Triple H in power, The Acclaimed should get the win. And then Swerve and Keith Lee will leave AEW. You got Hit Row back in SmackDown, which just don't hit the same without Swerve. And I mean, come on, man. Keith Lee? Keith Lee was on his way. And WWE on the main roster, they start doing some stupid stuff. Bring him back. People will rock with Keith Lee. Let's go. Anyway. Good match, as expected once again. I'm a huge Swerve and Keith Lee fan. I like the acclaim, too. I mean, <laughs> they're entertaining. They're AEW version of the Street Profits. Except for the, they rap. Then we had Tony Storm when the AEW Women's World Championship. She defeated Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, Hikari Shida. As long as it wasn't Britt Baker. And I love Britt Baker. But I just want something different. Britt Baker has been holding down that division for a couple of years. 
I'm glad to see somebody new. And I like Tony Storm when she was in uh, WWE, NXT. So I'm glad she's finally getting it. She's the interim champion. Uh, but whatever. It'll be her versus, I guess, Thunder Rosa when Thunder Rosa comes back. Uh, and we'll see how that match goes. This next match, though, disappointed me. Biggest disappointment, in my opinion. Christian Cage against Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus turned his back on Jungle Boy. It was just so much of a buildup between Christian and Jungle Boy that I wanted, I personally wanted more of a match. I was actually looking forward to that match. There's just a lot of stuff done, a lot of promos, a lot of heated promos. And for it to be like that, that was a 20-second match. I, I was very upset about that. I wanted more. I don't know if any of you felt like that, but I just wanted more. That was what it was. Interested to see where they go from here. Clearly, it's going to be Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus at some point in the near future. And then maybe he'll fight Christian. But we'll see. Then we had my boy Le Champion, Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson is probably the best wrestler in the world at this point, in my opinion. Um, great match. Not much that needs to be said on this. You got Chris Jericho and Brian Danielson in the match. It was there was no way it was going to be a bad match. So it was just it was great. And we followed that up with Darby Allen, Sting, and Miro. They defeated House of Black. Apparently, after the match, um, Malachi Black was showing, giving hugs, and bowing to the crowd as I, this. He's asked for his release from AEW. It'll probably be granted. He's going to be in WWE soon. I mean, I don't know if him and Zelina Vega are still together, but if they are, makes sense. Plus, he was Triple H's guy at one point in NXT. Like, Triple H is going to know how to use them. And I'm excited for Aleister Black to come back to WWE. That's going to be good. Maybe he might be the leader of the Judgment Day. I don't know. We'll see. Then we capped it up with CM Punk defeating John Moxley by pinfall. Eh, man. I was a big CM Punk fan in his WWE run. Kind of over it at this point. I still like CM Punk, but I'm kind of over it. John Moxley. I like. <sighs> I like John Moxley. But it's actually no but. I don't know. I this match obviously was gonna go on last because of what it was. Uh it was the AEW championship, but I uh, I don't know. It's just those two didn't. They just didn't go together to me. Like it wasn't like for me. It wasn't a lot of chemistry. That's just my opinion. Um, I seeing Paul got his belt back. That's cool. They was in Chicago. Didn't expect him to lose. Uh, crowds went away happy. 
And then the drama started from the press conference and yada, yada, yada. And we're going to see how this goes. I mean, long pay-per-view, very long pay-per-view. I like AEW. It's just a lot going on, man. And they don't have a lot of TV time. So it's like, it's just too many titles for me. I don't know. I don't know what happens. I mean, after all the drama, we'll see what happens. Overall, I get a pay-per-view of three out of five. It was, it was, it was decent. And AEW's roster is stacked. He's got so many people. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. But overall, <laughs> cool pay-per-view. Uh, it's just my quick review of going over some of the matches. My opinion of the matches and giving my little thoughts and opinions on AEW as a whole right now. I know most of people love it. And I watch it religiously. I love the wrestling aspect. Obviously, there's going to be... AEW is going to give you more wrestling than WWE, but I think that's even changing now because of Triple H in charge. But, I mean, I just want to see what happens. See what happens on Wednesday on Dynamite. See what else goes on. And see where we go from here in AEW. All right. My quick review. Hope you enjoy. Hope you listen. And be talking to you soon with another retro episode of me just reviewing one of the older pay-per-views that I found very exciting when I was a 13-year-old kid. And I'm going to review it as a 34-year-old man. This should be interesting. I don't know what pay-per-view I'm going to review yet, but it should be out next week. Talk to you later. Have a good night.